Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, we roll along. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance on a beautiful day in New York City. And I, I mean that somewhat sincerely. It's got to be 50 degrees cooler than it was <laughs> yesterday. Let me tell you this. I, I played golf in a Schwitz yesterday. There are Ooh. no words to describe how much sweating I did yesterday. You, now, you're like every single morning like a, like a tall, hot coffee drinker. Yesterday, right? I drank iced coffee. That's like I, a once or twice a year thing for you. It literally. I, I only did it because I had to walk about three blocks with it to get to the building. Three? And, and I could not, yeah, because I got it from John. I could not imagine walking three blocks yesterday with a hot cup of coffee <laughs> in my hand. I just couldn't imagine myself doing it because I'm not a rough, tough former linebacker. And thus, I'm just not a particularly tough person. You know who could do that easily? Who's that? My favorite coach ever from my favorite football team ever, having once been my favorite linebacker ever. The great Pat Fitzgerald is with us from Northwestern University as the Big Ten is going through media days amidst any number of fascinating developments surrounding the conference and beyond. And I'm thrilled to welcome Fitzy to the program. Good morning, Coach. How are you? Hey, Greeny, nobody sweats worse than I do on a golf course, so I think you and I could be a hell of a foursome to get a <laughs> we, I mean, we would be a foursome worth of sweat, just the two of us, if we, if we were listen, out there. Listen, if it's, if it's 65 sunny, I'm, I'm sweating. So, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's great to be on with you and excited to be at Media Days and looking forward to uh, kicking the season off here in 30 couple days. And, and look, there's so much optimism surrounding our season this coming year and your recruiting class and all the rest of that. But I would imagine that what you're going to get at these media days are going to be a lot of questions about the conference in general, the 35,000-foot realignment, USC, UCLA. So let's just get there. What, what as you have said and watched this, and you've been around it a long time now, you played in the conference in the 90s, and you've been the coach at Northwestern now for a generation and a half. So you've seen a lot of changes. What is your perspective on where we are in the Big Ten right now? Yeah, I think whatever's good for the conference is good for us, you know, locally at Northwestern. So I'm excited about, you know, kind of where we're going. Uh, you know, probably more unknown than known, frankly, uh, at the coaching level. Uh, you know, we just worked through, you know, kind of what we're directed from our director of athletics and uh, country, or conference and Commissioner Warren. So, you know, we, we uh, I know we'll all be excited to welcome USC and UCLA uh, into the league and, and to think that it's 16 and that's all we're going to have, uh, I think would be would be something that um, I don't think we're done. That's if I were to be a betting man. <laughs> yeah, I think most people don't. And, and, and I, I guess. There's a part of me that wants to ask you this, and I understand. I think if I'm sitting where you're sitting right now, I would just be thinking, how does this affect me? How does this affect our program? All the right things, all the things you should be thinking about. But when you step back for a minute, like a lot of people ask me, is this good for college football? Is is this good in general if, if we start whittling it down to where we only have two conferences, three, whatever it is? Like, will that be a good day for the sport is the question I think a lot of people have. What's the right answer to that? Yeah, I don't know if there is a right answer. I, I, I will tell you this. I know it's not the Big Ten that you, you know, when you were at Northwestern. That's not the college football that it was when I was uh, at Northwestern. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I think we have to embrace the change. It's happening. And, uh, you know, I don't know where it's going to end. You know, I, I've been pretty outspoken. I, football will be fine. I, I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about the other sports. You know, where do things go uh, for our Olympic sports? Um, you know, just really, those are the questions that I have, uh, that, you know, I don't have real answers for, uh, and, you know, kind of what direction it heads, you know, I hope we don't lose sight of that. 
Uh, but but at the same time, I you know I, I you, you, the landscape is changing, ever changing, and we have to be prepared to do that with it. Pat Fitzgerald is, I can tell you from personal experience, one of the most thoughtful people. Um, particularly about how this will impact the young people directly involved uh, of anywhere in the sport, which actually leads me to this, Coach. Relative to the questions you had, if if, if a coach had sat down with you when you were playing at Northwestern, I'm not talking about recruits. I'm talking about players living their lives. What are the kinds of questions and concerns that young athletes, that football players in 2022 have today, and how are they different from the kinds of questions and concerns you would have had when you were playing 30 years ago? Well, uh, I would say night and day, buddy. You know, we yeah. were just happy to get a second T-shirt, you know, back in the 90s. <laughs> you, know, you, you, mean, you mean we actually get to wear Reebok pumps? This is awesome, you know? Like, I mean, our perspective back then, I mean, you had maybe, you know, uh, gosh, when I was growing up, you had a couple of college football games on. Then when I was playing, you know, you, you had every game, basically, in the Big Ten was almost on to where now every every game is on. It's streaming it's completely changed. And, and so has media and social media and the exposure uh, and the opportunities for young men. So, you know, there, there are a lot more thoughtful questions. There are a lot more, uh, you know, macro and big, big picture questions. And, you know, I think a lot more challenges for the ADs and for the commissioner, you know, as coaches, we don't make a lot of these decisions. You know, we're just kind of like the officials on the field. They don't make the rules. They just got to officiate the game. We as coaches, you know, we don't make these new policies. We, we've got to be the ones that adjust and find a way to make them applicable. So, you know, I just look at it from a standpoint of, you know, whatever is good for, for the game, I'm in favor of. Whatever is good for the student athletes, I'm in favor of. And then figuring out how those details can get ironed out. I mean, that's what I hope we get an opportunity as coaches to be a part of those discussions. Pat Fitzgerald is with us here, the head coach at Northwestern. Again, Big Ten Media Days going on now. And then you mentioned you'll be uh, getting your players in camp soon, and the season will begin in really interesting fashion. For those who are not aware, Northwestern will open its football season in Ireland this year, uh, playing Nebraska. I- I've seen a bunch of pictures on your uh, on your social media and stuff like that of you having gone over there and all that, but I haven't had a chance to ask you about it. What 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 are your thoughts on that? What does it mean to you in particular to yeah. be starting this season over there? Yeah, you know, it's going to be a unique opportunity for our, for our program, for our players, for our fans. Uh, you know, to have the opportunity to play in Aviva Stadium is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Uh, it's been a lot on our operations staff. <laughs> Uh, and a lot of people behind the scenes, but you know everybody over there at the Aer Lingus uh, College Football Classic have just been so awesome to work with. And uh, you know we're looking forward to kicking off college football. Uh, I think it's like thirty couple days. You know, I, I know it is. I think it's like thirty two days from uh, today. So yeah, we report tomorrow for camp, and our first day uh, practice is Thursday. So it's upon us and busy times, but uh, but fun times nonetheless. So looking really looking forward to it. And just a final word, coaches, I know I need to let you go. What, what's the message uh, for all the fans out there like myself? What, what is the message that you would deliver as you prepare to bring your team in together for another season? Yeah, well, I'm, you know, again, like I think everybody throughout the country, but in particular for us, you know, highly motivated off season. The guys, I thought, uh, had an awesome summer and they're ready to go. You know, we're, we're ready to get this thing kicked off. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we want to get back to championship level football, and uh, you know the way that our guys are working, uh, they, they put the work in. Now we got to go put the finishing touches on our preparation for the opener here as we go through training camp. But uh, I think we got a highly motivated team that you know looks forward to getting us back. It's it kind of surreal for me walking into Lucas Oil, you know, 
been here two of the last three years, and uh, that's the goal, and and that's uh, the hopeful uh, uh, you know destination. But we got a lot of work between now and 32 days from now, and look forward to getting ready to go in Dublin and having some fun with the Wildcat Nation over there in Dublin. So you're the best, Greeny. Hope the family's well, and uh, you know look forward to uh, making you and all of our great Wildcat fans proud. I look forward to watching it and cheering loudly from here. Best of luck with everything. Thanks for a few minutes today, Coach. Enjoy whatever these these media sessions are, and we will see you when you guys hit the field. Thanks, Coach. Okay, buddy. Thanks a lot, Greeny. Go Cats. Bye-bye. Take care. Yeah, that's Pat Fitzgerald. He was as good a guy as it gets, whether you're a fan of the program or not. It, it doesn't really make any difference. I don't know anyone who doesn't love him. Um, and uh, I will just say that every other year, what he's referring to is that every other year the past few years, we have been in the Big Ten championship game um, and then have, have, have fallen off a little bit the following season. So if history does repeat itself, then in December, I will be at Lucas Oil Stadium kicking off like a little bit of a, a celebratory atmosphere as we get set to play, you know, Ohio State or Michigan or whoever it is for the Big Ten Championship. Well, you might be in Indianapolis. Are you going to be in Ireland is the question in a month? No, I can't go. You're not going? I, no, I have to be here. I, I, I just can't. Okay. It's right when football season starts. I, I can't take several days there off. There's a chance you could, you know, turn it into a bit of a golf trip. No, I mean, no, I would love to have. Believe yeah. me. I, I want... thought you became that guy. Remember, like, you, you just popped up in London to go to the concert early? So I, know. I thought you'd become that guy guy like just I showing up in that, I wanted to be that guy I'd love to be that guy I just can't be that guy <laughs> unfortunately I'm the have to work guy <laughs> um, that is unfortunately after the time where the summer break will sort of come to an end and I'll be here every day and doing everything else every day um, and we got to start getting ready for things but I'll certainly be watching and I'm excited that we get like you know it's a high profile game oh, yeah. playing in Ireland and everything else so that's always fun and exciting and we'll see um, you know college football It's weird because I I try and explain this to my kids, both of whom are students at Northwestern, which is that when I was in school there and and Fitzy was the star of the team when we did it, when we made the Rose Bowl, if you had said to me, you could either see in your lifetime Northwestern A, play in the Rose Bowl, or B, play in some national championship game, which parenthetically didn't exist when I was in school. It was always just voted upon after all the bowl games but no matter what the other option would have been my answer would always have been oh the rose bowl first and foremost and that's it when you went to school in the big 10 it was the rose bowl and you would play usc there or ucla there or or whoever else might make it in that given year and i love the the approach to this that pat fitzgerald just offered it is it is something i try and do in my life he's a little younger than i am but we're both now in in a stage of our life where we've been doing these jobs a very long time and what you recognize is if you want to have longevity in anything, you have to adapt with the times. You can't sit around and say, well, this is the way we used to do it, and it was better then, so I'm going to keep doing it that way. Because the world will move past you. It'll move on without you fast. You know who's great at that? Nick Saban is great at that. Nick Saban hated all the fast-paced offense. Why are we running all these offensive plays? This is not good for college football. It's not good for the sport. Now, if someone said to him, it's not changing, he said, oh, yeah? Okay. And now every receiver and every quarterback in the NFL went to Alabama. They went from being linebacker you or whatever he was to having being an offensive juggernaut. Why? Because Nick Saban recognized I can either do that or I can get left behind. There's no third option. And that's a good lesson in all elements of life. All right, that was an unexpected treat, but great to have him on the show. This is Greeny coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Coming up next, I will do uh, my green list of the top five NFL stories as training camps open. That's next. Don't miss it. I'm Greeny. This is ESPN Radio.
Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. I'm Greeny. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Reminder, the road to the rematch is on as bantamweight champ Juliana Pena and former champ Amanda Nunes go head-to-head as coaches on the historic 30th season of The Ultimate Fighter. Stream it now on ESPN+. Plus. Sign up at ESPN+. Plus. Dot com. All right, we've got a lot of football to get who, to here as training camps have now officially opened in every city across the country. Hembo's got questions. Nuno's got questions. I've got answers, and it starts today with my green list. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The green list. All right, so today's green list is going to be my top five NFL stories. As training camps open all across the country, there are five things. Well, there are a hundred things I have my eye on. But I'm going to give you what the top five stories in the NFL are as far as I'm concerned right now. Number five. It's Lamar Jackson's contract. Is he actually going to play this season without an extension? Is Lamar Jackson going to go the route of Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott before him? Now, it worked for both of those guys. Uh, Kirk Cousins in particular has made insanely disproportionate money to his performance based upon the way he played the game fully legally and within the rules. And it worked out great for him. He played the game beautifully and won. Dak Prescott, different circumstances, but wound up in the same place. Lamar Jackson, with all the hits that he takes and everything else, is he going to be willing to play the season without a contract extension? Ryan Clark told me this morning on TV, he should not. I don't think Lewis Riddick thinks he should either. A lot of people are sort of telling Lamar not to do it, but I think he will. I think if they don't get an extension done, I don't think he'll hold out or hold in, or I think he'll play. And I think he'll play it out and see where it goes. Either way, it is a fascinating set of circumstances. Number four. Number four would be the two big receiving departures and how that's going to work itself out. How is the Devontae Adams situation going to work out for Green Bay and for the Raiders? How is the Tyreek Hill situation going to work out for Kansas City and for Miami? 
which is to say, I think the Raiders, with the acquisition of Adams and a few other pieces, and I really like their coach, Josh McDaniels. I think he has a chance to be a very successful second-time coach. I think in a vacuum, I think the Raiders are a better team than the Packers. Now, the Raiders play in the best division in football, and the Packers probably play in the worst. So I think the Packers will win their division, and I think the Raiders, if you had to bet on it, probably you would bet won't make the playoffs. But I think the Raiders are going to be better, and I think Devontae Adams is a huge piece of that. And then with the Dolphins and everything, I think it's less that. I think the Dolphins are going all in on trying to give Tua every chance he has to succeed. I think this is a good move for them. Most people I know think he will play well this year. Let's see. And I think the Chiefs will generally be fine. I think they will take a step back, but they're good enough, balanced enough, and well enough coach that they'll be fine. What do you generally think of those, Hembo? I think that Tyreek Hill is getting is sort of setting himself up to get punked. I really do. The differential between Patrick Mahomes and Tua is a chasm. A chasm. And look, obviously... <laughs> Tyreek Hill is the one catching these passes from Tua in practice. So who am I to judge? What I see when I watch Tua Tungavailoa play football is someone who throws it <laughs> like it's a water balloon he hopes doesn't explode when it hits the ground. <laughs> That's what I see when I see Tua throw the football. So for him, I'm going to be- I'm gonna have to see it to believe it. In, in the case of every other circumstance, I, I do agree with you. Here's what I would say with regard to that. Tyreek Hill was going to go to the team that was willing to pay him. And I think that, to the best of my knowledge, there were only two of those teams, the Dolphins and the Jets. And you heard me say it at the time, and I'll say it again. I'm glad he didn't go to the Jets. Mm. Not because I don't think he's a great player. Not because I don't think he could have helped. But Tyreek Hill was a piece that you got when you were one piece away. The Jets were not Tyreek Hill away from being anything this year. (laughs) Maybe the Dolphins were. I think the Dolphins think they were. They think they have enough defense. They think they've improved that offensive line enough. They got the tight end. They got now two extremely dynamic receivers. I mean, Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill, has there ever been a faster combination of wide receivers in NFL history? No, they're both 4-2. I, I can't fathom there has. So I think they think they were Tyreek Hill away. We're going to find out if they're right. Number three. Uh, number three will be the two quarterbacks who, who go to places where I think they think they might win a championship. I apologize to our TV crew that I just put Ryan in the rundown, uh, and they think now they think, <laughs> okay. A funny thing has happened. I feel bad. So I type things into the rundown, and the TV crew, I guess, in some cases, has to guess who I'm talking about. And I just typed in Wilson slash Ryan, and they guessed. Not unfairly that I would be talking about Zach Wilson and Ryan Tannehill. (laughs) I apologize, guys. That's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan. (laughs) Because they're the two veteran quarterbacks who change teams who are thinking about winning the Super Bowl this year. (laughs) Not Zach Wilson and Ryan Tannehill. My bad. Not your fault. One way or another, to me, the number three storyline here are those two guys. Mm. I don't think Russell Wilson has a good enough team around him right now. I think between what they had to trade away to get him, that defense was in part, I think, elevated by the coach, Vic Fangio. I think that the Broncos, with an inexperienced head coach, I think that they are a year away. I think they still will need to put some more pieces together around Russell. I do believe he will eventually take them on a deep playoff run, maybe to a championship. I don't think it'll be this year. I think Matt Ryan has an excellent chance. Mm. I think Matt Ryan with the Colts, that is a bad division. Jacksonville will be improved, but they're not great. 
Houston will be improved, but they're not great. Tennessee, I think, will take a major step back, losing the receiver. So I think that, 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 that everything is lined up for the Colts to have a really good year. If the Colts roster is as good as all the people whose opinions I value tell me it is, the Colts at 13-1 to 1 right now at Caesars to win the AFC is a pretty decent bet. What do you think of that, Nuno? Matt Ryan to, to win the AFC this year. I think they'll be a lot better. They'll make the playoffs, and they'll win that division because everyone does stink in there. But I just can't put him ahead of some of those other guys like a Mahomes, Josh Allen, and those teams. So it's a good bet, but I just don't think it happens. No, the one thing I'd give him, though, is a puncher's chance. Like, he gives them what Carson Wentz didn't give them, Mm. which is a chance. Let me ask you a question. Would it stun you if the Colts were the number one seed in the conference? Not at all. In the same way that we projected the Titans would be the number one seed in the conference last year, and we were right. Mm -hmm. And then their quarterback threw three interceptions in a playoff game and lost to Cincinnati. (laughs) I don't think Ryan will do that. Uh, Ryan is better than that. I think Ryan is better than Ryan Tannehill. I think Ryan is way better than Carson Wentz. I think Ryan at this stage is better than Phillip Rivers was two years ago. So I, I think they have a chance for that to work out pretty well with Matt Ryan. These are my top five, my green list, my top five stories as uh, training camps open. Number two. Uh, number two will be Belichick and Tomlin in, in fascinating, challenging circumstances. These are the two preeminent coaches of their generation in that order, right? It's Belichick and Tom. I guess Andy Reid. He's up there. I, I mm-hmm. shouldn't have left him out. So Belichick and Tomlin, either way, two legendary coaches, Hall of Famers, and all of that. Tomlin's never had a losing season, but he's going to do it without Ben. And Belichick, who is the greatest coach of all time, but I think conventional wisdom is his roster right now might be the fourth best in his division. Mm. So what does he get done? Now, there's a, there is some optimism about Mac Jones. They seem to be very optimistic there. But I think how does Belichick – I think they are, there's a lot of faith in Belichick and Tomlin in projecting those teams' seasons. Mm-hmm. I think they will both have to have big years as coaches. If I told you only one of the two of those teams, though, will make the playoffs, which would you bet on today? Pittsburgh. You bet on Pittsburgh Yes, today. I would. Huh. I, I think Pittsburgh's going to be really good. I think Pittsburgh is going to be better than they were last year, and they made the playoffs last year. Maybe New England will be better, but New England, I think, I don't know. Right now, if you line up Pittsburgh and New England, I like Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has made the playoffs in each of the last two years. Over that time, they've ranked 24th in quarterback play. I think their quarterback room is better now than it was in either of the last two I do, too. That's my point. I'm a believer in Mitch Trubisky. They've got Pickett waiting in in abeyance, and we'll see where they all wind up going from there. Okay, those are the four of the top five stories. I've left out number one. I will take a brief break. I will come back, and I will give you what I believe is the number one NFL story as training camps begin, and we have quite a few other matters left to settle before the day is done. We'll do all that after this word from Cheerios. If you are on the go, you might be skipping eating the healthy way, which is probably making you feel a bit more sluggish these days. Well, as a reminder, you can fuel life's special moments with heart-healthy Honey Nut Cheerios made with whole grains and low in fat. Cheerios also provides 12 essential vitamins and minerals, so pour your heart into it today. It's oh so important. Pick up a box of Honey Nut Cheerios today at your local grocery store. Back in a flash on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. 
big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. In just a couple of moments, we will... Um... Well, we got a bunch of things left in the hopper today. I wanted to take this moment here, though, to offer congratulations to our dear friend, Tim Kirchin, who I hope everyone saw was honored at the Baseball Hall of Fame this weekend. Media people don't get inducted in the same way that players do, but the highest honor they can receive is this Career Excellence Award that has been given to, among others, Peter Gammons in recent years, Jason Stark in recent years. These are friends of ours for years. Uh, and Tim Kirkchen, who I think is one of the most beloved people in sports, media, and beyond. He's just, here's what I will tell you about Tim. He is an extraordinary professional. He is an outstanding reporter, obviously. He is a feature writer at heart. He, 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 he's not looking to break stories as much as he is looking to tell the story of the people in the game. But the two things I will say about Tim Kirkchen that mean the most, A, I don't know anyone who loves baseball more than he does. And that might include you, Hembo. And I mean, you you love baseball, but I think even you would say Tim Kirchner loves it on a on a poetic level. And you love it. Look, you love it. I'm not diminishing your love of it. Mm-mm. Your approach to it is so different. Like Tim doesn't see it as numbers. He sees it, I don't know, as colors, like as an artistic, like it's a little bit of blue and a little bit of pink and a little bit of, you know, is, is the way I meant that. Like I, he, he sees it in a, in a creative person's way of seeing it as opposed to an analytical person's way mm. of seeing it, which I happen to appreciate more. So there's that. The other thing I'll tell you is you will not meet a nicer person. I mean, you, your, your travels could take you far and wide. You will not meet a genuinely nicer person than Tim Kirchner, a person who is more interested in how you're doing, genuinely interested, genuinely cares about other people's happiness, and, and is just generally treats people, how does it go, like the way they would want to be treated? Like you just, you won't find anyone who does, a, who does that more than Tim Kirchner without an ounce of phoniness. He, he's just a sweet man. So I was... Moved, enormously moved to see him get this richly deserved honor this weekend. And I don't know Tim as well as you do, Greeny. I know him a little bit, but I email back and forth with him a good amount because one thing I do for a living is conjure up trivia questions. And anytime I come across, across a good baseball one, I ask him. He emails back immediately, and I don't ever recall him getting one wrong. Like, I, I work amongst, like, the world's foremost experts in their subject areas, and he is the world's foremost expert amongst baseball's foremost experts. Yeah. He is, to say he's encyclopedic would be an understatement. He, ma- he has mastered that craft. He's a great guy, and, and he very richly deserved this. Congratulations from us all, Timmy Kirchin. We continue in 15 seconds.
10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. If you're a renter, make sure you're protected. Renter's insurance includes options that cover stolen property, personal injury, and living expenses. If your place is damaged, quote renter's insurance at progressive.com. Okay, so one piece of business I want to clean up, and then we're going to make a little change here. We were finishing up a green list, and so I do need to finish that. I told you that I would give you the top five NFL stories in my view, as training camps opened, and I gave you five, four, three, and two, and teased over one. So I can't leave you hanging on that. So to me, recapping, if you're just joining me, number five is Lamar Jackson. Will he play without a contract extension if he doesn't get one? Four will be how do the Packers and Chiefs do without their star receivers, Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill? Three will be the big star quarterbacks in new places that are thinking Super Bowl thoughts, Russell Wilson in Denver, Matt Ryan in Indy, How will those teams do? Will either of them make a deep playoff run? Number two will be the two legendary coaches facing huge challenges, Bill Belichick and Mike Tomlin. How good will New England and Pittsburgh be during times of transition? Uh, And then finally, number one. Number one. To me, the number one question is, does Mike McCarthy even survive the season? Like, I think there's legitimate cause for questioning that. And and I gave a whole big speech earlier in the show today, I'm not going to recap, about Mike McCarthy being frustrated with questions about his job security and I offered some unsolicited advice to him. You can go back and listen to that on the podcast later today if you would like. But at the end of the day, it's a legitimate question. They have two head coaches in waiting sitting in the building. They have Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn on their staff. And keeping them there not only guarantees that at the end of the season there'll be question about McCarthy's job security, but there will be as the season goes on. If this thing doesn't go well, they have people ready to take over the head coaching job if they want to make a move in season. 
So to me, that is the number one storyline in the NFL as we open training camps, and we will see how that all plays out. I'm rooting for him. I hope it goes well. I don't know. I don't have anything against Mike McCarthy. I'd love to see him have great success. It's always good for everybody if the Cowboys are good. But I think it is the number one question in the sport. Okay, so I had a whole list of other things I wanted to do. And then Hembo just turned to me and asked me a question that I'm incredibly interested in answering. So lay this out for me. Apparently, is it Sporting News that's doing this? Yes, the Sporting News has identified 13 cities that have all four teams, all four major sport teams. And what they've done is construct a Mount Rushmore for each of these 13 cities. And to date... The only ones they've done are Boston, Philadelphia, and today's was Chicago. So I ask you the question, Greeny, who do you think the Sporting News has identified as Chicago Sports Mount Rushmore? Yeah, so this is my home away from home. My adopted home is Chicago. So, so if you have to have one player from each of the four major sports, which I don't know if that is or is not a criteria. It is not a criteria. Okay. Well, let me give you the one. If you were doing one from each of the sports, I think it's pretty easy to pick who they would be. The basketball player is obviously Michael Jordan. The football player is, I think, obviously Walter Payton. The uh, baseball player has got to be Ernie Banks. And the hockey player would have to be Bobby Hull. Is, is that right? Yes, you have gone four for four. Okay, but th- th- that doesn't take a genius. Now, the question is, are those the right four? If you just So in Boston, did they pick one from every sport? Let me guess who they were. I've not seen this. I swear on my life I haven't seen them. Mm-hmm. So in Boston, you have to have Tom Brady. Brady is there. You have to have Bill Russell. Mm-hmm. You have to have Bobby Orr. Mm-hmm. And is the last one Larry Bird? No, the last one is a Red Sox player. Is it Carl Yastrzemski? It's Ted Williams. Oh, it's Ted Williams. It's Ted okay, Williams. okay. So Ted Williams ahead of Larry Bird. That's a close, a tough one. I should have thought of Ted Williams. But, okay, that that is... Hmm. Ted Williams versus Larry Bird is a heck of a choice to have to make. But the other three are prerequisites. Oh right? my God! Yeah. Well, Brady certainly, Russell certainly, um, and who was the other one? Bobby oh, Orr. oh, Bobby Orr. Yeah, Bobby Orr is probably the second greatest hockey player that ever lived. So okay. So so so, and then Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Do they have all the sports represented? They don't have an eagle. They don't have an eagle. They have two basketball players and no football players. Is is one of the basketball players Julius Irving? Yes. Is the other one Allen Iverson? Mm-hmm. Uh, and what did you say? And who are the, what are the other sports? You're, there's a baseball player and a hockey player, and no football player. Is the baseball player Mike Schmidt? Mm-hmm. Schmitty. Well, thank you for saying Schmitty. Like you and he are like old friends. Yeah, sure, Schmitty. I just can't believe his <laughs> eyes are so blue. <laughs> no, <I'm> just, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Schmitty. Schmitty. Thank you for throwing that in. Like you and he are having lunch later today. Well, you don't know that. Um, you know, hockey, as you know, is not my. Who was the hockey player? Bobby Clark. He's, okay, he's yeah, the yeah, from the yeah, the the seventies and eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he, okay, so fair enough. But can you construct that list without an eagle? That's an eagle's town. Like I, yeah. But me, who like, would the eagle be? I mean, who's the greatest player the Eagles ever had? Is it Donovan McNabb? I, I mean, the best player the Eagles have ever had is Reggie White. Whether or not oh, oh you yes, can yes, yes, yes. Now, how him, long did he play there? He played. He played in Philadelphia for. I mean, it was a. A decade, practically, right? Let me see. Let me, I don't know. Okay, he went to Green Bay season. and won the Super Bowl. Eight years. He played for the Eagles oh, for eight okay, years. Oh, okay. You're right. You're right. Reggie White. Reggie White should probably be Chuck, on there. Chuck Benarek? Chuck Benarek is, yeah. is probably the I most mean, legendary. Lot, yeah, 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 yeah. 
But, I mean, they just haven't had a lot of great players. I mean, they just haven't. They just have not. Reggie White certainly is one. Brian Dawkins would be the most recent, probably, player that could Yeah, but qualify. he doesn't go on a Mount Rushmore. Brian Dawkins had a great career. I'm not taking anything away from him. T.O. had a great year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know. Harold Carmichael was a terrific player in my youth. Mm-hmm. Ron Jaworski, McNabb. Okay, whatever. But you asked me about Chicago today. Mm-hmm. So I got the four. Here's what I would say. There's two people, at minimum, that you have to consider when you consider impact on the city and everything else. One of them is Scottie Pippen. You, you have to consider Scottie Pippen. Now, who are you bumping is the question. And the other one is Mike Ditka. My, Mike Ditka was, is one of the five greatest Bears players that ever lived. People don't realize how great a player Ditka was because he comes in an era before the Super Bowl. Mike Ditka was the first tight end ever voted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He was a superstar, pass-catching tight end before that was a thing in pro football. And the numbers that he put up relative to his era were Herculean, were ridiculous. They pale in comparison to some of the numbers we see now, but he was an all-time great player. And then you factor in the coaching part of it, which I don't know if, if, they're, if that's eligible, but the impact, just the overall impact he has had on the sports market, I, I think Mike Ditka, at, at minimum, is deserving of consideration, and so is Pippen. I mean, Scottie Pippen is an all-time great player. Is Scottie Pippen closer to the top of the list of greatest uh, basketball players than Bobby Hull is hmm. on the list of the greatest hockey players? That's a, it's a good question. I'm probably not the right person to answer it. Hull is an all-time great, and he was a legend in the market. I, I know, you know I was there after he was, had retired, but he was a beloved and legendary player. But who was a greater Chicago athlete uh, based upon their, their, their accomplishments and everything else in that city, Bobby Hull or Scottie Pippen? I mean, Hull won one championship. And Pippen won, w- was not the most important player, no. but was on all six mm-hmm. and was integral. I mean, th- this is a great example of why Scottie Pippen is so bitter to this day. Like, what do you have to do to get on this list? <laughs> he won six championships. It's a tough one for me because Ditka, how do you factor in Ditka? I assume they have only players on there, and so they're only taking into account their playing career. And Ditka have only played in Chicago for six years. Right. And, and, well, if you're only taking into account players, then he's not one of he's the next best Chicago Bears player ever is Dick Butkus. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's Peyton Butkus Sayers, I think, goes ahead of Ditka on the all-time Bears players list. Uh Tragically, no quarterbacks are even under consideration. <laughs> um, you know, I don't even know who. I mean, I would put Ditka uh, historically ahead of Brian Urlacher, but I mean, that's a, I'm just thinking of Hall of Famers mm. who've come from there, but that's, cl- that's probably close. Whatever, if you're not including the coaching, if, if, if the coaching tenure doesn't matter, if you're not just taking sports people on there, then, then I guess Ditka doesn't belong. Does Singletary have a... A place in the he team. has an argument in there, no. but he's not as great as Butkus. And are you certain that Ernie Banks would be the baseball representative from Chicago? I would almost defer to you on that. I mean, would the other considerations be, I'm thinking, Ryan Sandberg and Frank Thomas? Would, would those be the other two? Like, are we going back to Nellie Fox, right? I mean, isn't he an all-time great White Sox? <laughs> he is. I mean, But so, he played, like, in the teens, so right? Is, Nellie Fox played in the live ball era, but he, he wasn't as great a player as 
as he's, as he's remembered for being. Shoeless Joe Jackson played more than 100 years ago. Ron Santos in the Hall of Fame now. Billy Williams. I mean, Cap Anson played in the 19th but, but, century. But Billy Williams and Ron Santos were teammates of Ernie Banks and were not as good as him, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, all due respect to both of them. Uh, Banks, if you're going to do a Cub, I think it has to be Banks. Right? Yes, I think Banks is the greatest player in the history of Chicago baseball. He's probably... Not in totality in terms of his career value per se, but the whole package included, he would be my guy. Yeah. He'd be my guy. And he's so beloved. I mean, the whole let's play two, people still say that now. Mr. Cub. And, and he hasn't played in whatever it is, mm-hmm. 40 years. Mr. Cub. So, I, he, he, yes. Frank Thomas, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I can't sit here and tell you who the other options from a White Sox perspective would be. I mean, Thomas... What, he hit 400 and how many home runs? But, but he hit more than 500 home runs. Did he hit 500? When did he get? He got, five, he got to 521. He did that in, in, in uh, Toronto at the very, very end. Oh, okay. He had 448 home runs. That's what I'm remembering Sox. is that he did it as a White Sox. Uh-huh. I was there. When I covered Frank Thomas, he was putting up numbers that suggested that he was trending towards being one of the greatest right-handed hitters ever. Now, did he finish that way? Like He was putting up numbers that were like Joe DiMaggio-esque. Did he wind up there? Yes, he's, he, is a, he is a top 10 right-handed hitter of all time, for sure. But he gets overshadowed because he played in an era where players were demolishing the record book, and he never got that home run total. Like his did I ever se- tell you my Frank Thomas story? So I did not collect baseball cards after I turned 10. But when, when I was covering sports in Chicago, I did not cover a lot of baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I covered in those days, like the Bears, first and foremost, that's a Bears town and the Bulls had Michael Jordan. So I spent most of my time, most of the reporters covered those teams, but I would cover some baseball in the interim. And I remember seeing Frank Thomas come up. I, I was there. He, they brought him up late in a season. I forget what you, this would have been maybe 91, 90, 90. something like that. 90. They bring him up late in the season and there was a lot of buzz around him. Uh, this big prospect they were bringing up, both literally and figuratively. And I saw him walk out. I was like in the clubhouse or whatever it was in the, in the dugout. You know, we were there all to see who's this new player, who's this new guy, Frank Thomas, as everyone is hearing about. And he took one step onto the field. And I said, you mean the linebacker over there? <laughs> and I went out and I said, someone get me a Frank Thomas rookie baseball card. I'm going to hang on to this thing because it's going to be worth something someday. And I was right. What is a Frank Thomas rookie baseball card worth now? I don't know, but you asked for the company he's keeping. This is the list of players with 100 runs, 100 RBI, and 100 walks in as many seasons as he had. It's Gehrig, Ruth, Bonds, and Thomas. Like, that's the kind of company he keeps in terms of his historical greatness. He just never hit more than 43 home runs in a season, and that's all people cared about in the 90s. Yeah, and his team never made it to the World that's Series. That, those were good teams he played on there in Chicago in 92, 93. The 94 season which was the year that got wiped out, mm-hmm. I think w- w- was one of their really good teams. Now, all this stuff is kind of melding together in my head. That's when they had Bo Jackson. And at one point in there, they had Sammy Sosa, and they traded him for George Bell. And he won the MVP that year. The years all kind of run together for me. But, but, but so to go back to the question about the Mount Rushmore, Walter Payton and Michael Jordan are not even worth discussing. Um, th- 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 they have to be there. And then Hull... And Banks are the other two, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's right. I think Scottie Pippen has the best argument. And, and I would have to defer. I'd have to get like a hockey person, someone who knows that sport better than I do, to tell me whether or not Bobby Hull is a greater player historically in his sport than, in his sport than Scottie is. 
Like, I can't answer. Can you answer that question? When I look Nuno, at- can you answer that? Like, do you feel like you're qualified to answer that question? No, there's no way. Uh, no, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm not either. Like, like I know how great Scottie Pippen is. Scottie Pippen is probably something in the neighborhood of 20 to 25 on the list of the greatest basketball players ever, right? Does that seem right? Mm-hmm. Something in that neighborhood. I'm just throwing out a number. He's in the top 25 basketball players that ever lived. Is Bobby Hull that in hockey? I'm not the right person to answer that question. Well, I mean, it seems, just looking at these sort of online lists that they aggregate, in some he's in the top 10, towards the back end of the top 10, and some he's outside the top 25. I mean, to to judge how good a hockey player was, though, from the 50s and 60s to Scottie Pippen is just a very difficult thing. It's an impossible thing to do, but it's the right. Look, I love the exercise. I mean, these are fun to do, the sports Mount Rushmore's. Who, 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 the other markets they're going to do are those, who would be the New York ones? I'll read them to you. Uh-oh. Is it only the team sports? Because, I mean, a lot of these cities have had, well, go ahead, read them That's to That's what me. they're doing. They're going to do Dallas. Dallas we get today. They're doing Dallas today, later today. Okay. So Dallas. Dallas, the Bay Area, Los Angeles, Detroit. Those are the next few on the list. They're releasing one through the beginning of August. This will be a fun thing for us to follow. Yeah, that's fun. I mean, Dallas. So Dallas is today. They're releasing so it later today. So N- Nowitzki, for sure. Mm-hmm. Which Cowboys? I mean, there's so many options amongst the Cowboys. There has to be two Cowboys on that list, right? Or three. I mean, the, the Cowboys have had so many of the greatest players mm-hmm. ever. Nowitzki clearly has to be on it. Yes, and, no and, question. And then you go from there. All right, fun exercise. I like it when things sort of sidetrack us in a positive way. This was a fun day. Again, we offer our congratulations to our buddy Timmy Kirchin. Uh, for being honored by the Hall of Fame this weekend, as he absolutely deserved to be. It was fun to be back here again. We'll be, we'll be back better than ever soon enough, right here on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.